Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. We're in a series of short episodes to highlight mindset shifts that need to happen in our hearts and lives as we pursue movement. For an intro of the mindsets and Cindy who's sharing them, check out the first episode in this series. Let's jump in. The next mindset shift is titled Organic Gospel Spread. What is this mindset shift and why is it so important? But the old mindset is that trained experts and mature, knowledgeable Christians spread the gospel most effectively. Um, Organic gospel spread uh, is what we want to shift to, recognizing that the gospel spreads organically, most commonly through people who are new to faith or even exploring the faith. And that's a really pretty significant change in way the way of thinking to realize that for me, who I, you know, I have a master's degree from Fuller Seminary, I've been a missionary for 30 plus years, that I am probably far less effective of an evangelist and a disciple maker than that person who I lead to the Lord, you know, today or who came to the Lord in the last six months. They have the capacity to be fruitful very quickly, and they have the connections and the context as well. And um, also, this idea and concept that God can actually spread his word and his story through people who don't even yet know him. For me, that was a really big shift of thinking. Uh, When we were working in a slum community in India, there was one of the community leaders, and we went into the community, and we did some community development, and In the course of that, we met some of the community leaders, and I met a lady. Her name was Gori. Gori was a Bengali lady who um, was uneducated, but had a lot of influence in the community. She was somebody that knew everybody there, and she was a natural storyteller. So we started going to her house and sharing the stories of Jesus and stories from the Old Testament with her and doing discovery Bible study in a storying form with her. And then, you know, at the end of the story, uh, we would say, so who who will you share this with? And she always had somebody to share it with. And I didn't even actually have to tell her that. She just, she was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And so if she learned a good story, she was going to pass it on to others. And there were people who came to the Lord through her telling them the story and then um, them talking about it with us later after hearing it from her who came to faith. And Gory actually never put her full confidence and trust in Jesus, mm. but she was a spreader of the good news with the people around her. And she was certainly somebody who opened doors for us in the community. So, yeah, that's just an example of how even through someone who didn't yet know the Lord, the gospel was able to spread it's just so easy for us to think that the people who are going to do it best are the people who are professionals at this. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, many times professionals are not that good at sharing the gospel. They know how to stand up and preach and teach, and they can give a three-point sermon. But when it comes to sharing how their life has been changed, it's in the distant mm-hmm. past. Well, for a new believer, it's something that has just happened, and it's easy for them to talk about what God has done in their life. And now practically, I feel like I've seen that the the trained experts or leaders, actually, it's hard to even get them to go out and share. But then the other side that I'd love for you to speak to is 
the I'm sure the challenge that you've heard, but well, what about can you really have a brand new believer share the gospel? What if they mess it up, right? Like they're not gonna get it right. So what how do you how do you normally answer that? Well, they might not, but that's okay because the Holy Spirit isn't dependent on us being perfect in how we share. The Holy Spirit's in them. For whatever reason, God delights in using new believers to advance his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he anoints it, you know, and people people respond. And so they don't have to share perfectly. They don't have to have every answer. But as we're training new believers to share, we can, you know, say, hey, if you don't have an answer, don't pretend that you do. Just say, hey, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you about this. This is kind of new to me. <laughs> Come back and ask me and I'd be happy to help you know how to answer that question next time we've had that situation in um in india as well another one would be that uneducated women how can they share the gospel they they don't even know how to mm-hmm. articulate things or you know people would say that and yet they're they're natural storytellers anybody can tell their story i think sometimes we make sharing the gospel so complicated when it's really just sharing the story of what God's done for us and um, something that we can train and teach people how to do fairly quickly. Yeah. A lot of times in a Western context, we've, we've lumped evangelism into, you have to know all of the latest YouTube videos or podcasts that some specific street evangelists have put out. And you got to have all the apologetics answers. And of course, a brand new believer actually couldn't have all of those. um, But we were wrong in thinking that that type of, of quote-unquote evangelism um, is actually the most effective at winning people to Jesus. It has its place, of course, being able to to contend for the faith in those tough questions, but um, we then put that as the marker before anybody should share. And it keeps it keeps believers that have been like solid Christians for 20 years to act from sharing because they're, I won't even know what, I won't know the answers of what I saw in that YouTube video. Like, and I think um, in a missionary context, many times we think that, oh, I couldn't share the gospel until I can speak the language fluently, or I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't know enough about the culture, so I don't want to mess things up. I don't, you know, I don't know how to share in this context. And sometimes, again, we've overtrained mm-hmm. people, and so we we we're fearful of sharing Jesus with people that. You know, and we don't need to be because he's done something in our lives and we can share. And even if we make mistakes, um, he's going to cover that and he's going to honor. Again, if the harvest is ripe, the fruit's falling off the vines. All you got to do is get out there and try to pick it. And you're going to see, you know, you're going to see some response. Well, uh, it's not about us having the most highly advanced tool to pull that ripe fruit off the vine it's it's mm. ready it's ripe it's actually the same story that the passage about ripe harvest that we looked at last time came from but just the story of the woman at the well uh, maybe do you want to point out a couple ways in that story where this this mindset shift held true of course we all know that story of the woman <clears throat> that jesus met at the well and how she uh she heard about jesus she encountered him and immediately she goes and she shares with others her testimony. I met the one who told me everything I ever knew. She she knew nothing more than that, but she could share that. And people wanted to come to Jesus and to hear more. And um, another example I think of is the the man born blind, you know, and how he, he, you know, when he's questioned, he says, well, I don't even know who he is, but I know that I was blind and now I can see. 
you know, and and sharing that story of what God has done in our life is so powerful. And um, again, something that happens so easily through new believers who have encountered Jesus. And we want to we want to release them and encourage them and send them out to share that message rather than prevent them or try to teach them that first you got to learn all this theology. You got to be able to explain the Trinity because somebody Mm -hmm. might ask you about that, or you've got to be able to know how to answer these theological questions. I was training with a guy the other day on Zoom, and he told me about how there was a young man who was in his church who he'd been training and doing Discovery Bible study with. And this young man was a new believer, about 16 years old. You know, he hadn't been theologically trained. He didn't know all that much, but he had started his own group with his family and he was passing on everything that the pastor was teaching him. He was passing on to others. And this pastor said to me, I feel kind of uncomfortable about it because he doesn't have any theological training, but it's that organic gospel spread thing you're talking about, right? (laughs) And I said, that's it. Release it, encourage it, and and, uh, tell everybody else who's in that group to do the same. If you want to hear all 12 of Cindy's mindset shifts, be sure to subscribe to the On the Road podcast. You can do that through whatever podcast app you're listening to, or head to ontheroad.link to get new episodes delivered to your email inbox. You can also check the show notes at that same URL for links to Cindy's blog and training courses. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On the Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.